Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. I do what? You hunt and peck. You're like, yes, I'm a, I'm a pecker. Yeah. <laughs> you sound, oh, like, that you sound like a lame dog running across the <laughs> kitchen floor. <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm a pecker. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, right, Warshaw Brother George Modry. And Warshaw Brother Kim. Here we are. We're back. We're back. The gruesome twosome. The gruesome twosome. Um... Today we're going to be covering the uh, we're going to be covering Grigory Rasputin, who I recently learned about three minutes ago is not a Freemason, not a Freemason. But there is a conspiracy. Don't touch that. I'm just making sure it's off. <clears throat> There's a conspiracy that uh, he was assassinated by Freemasons. Indeed. So we're going to dive into that little bit of hoopla. Mm. But first, Kenny. Yeah, so over on Instagram, as per usual, we have some new followers. Um, I think I ended last time with Drip Widow's Sons, which is our boy Drip. Yep. Um, let's see, David Pena, uh, Knee House. Uh, we've got Marauder Custom Apparel, Diego Dominguez. Uh, Scott Osif, Alan Tapia, uh, Zach Ryan Edwards, James, just James. Ben Boyden, Dean Rilling. San Diego Freemasons. Yay. Hello, brothers. Uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet PMH, which is Lucinda Pendleton. I love her profile. Who so. is doing this? I, I want to know who's doing it. I don't On know. Instagram, they keep making there was FMP the, Borgs. It's just pictures yeah, of like <laughs> androids. No, no, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's like, you know, there's like Robocop. I want to know who's doing this. It's freaking hilarious. There's one called the Broken Chair Podcast, and it's literally after just the Broken Chair. The yeah. Broken Chair. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> I kept saying that Joe sabotaged and broke the chair. Yeah. There's, uh, oh, what's the other one? Sweet, sweet Lucinda. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. She I decided to, to follow us again, and I love it because I love her profile picture. I'm in love with her. Uh, Nick Kasich and Mark Podlinzy. Podlisney. Podlisney. There's another one, too. It's called the, the Puppet George. There's a Puppet George one, There's a Puppet one too, George. Yeah. And Instagram. none of them are us. Of <laughs> I have no That's idea who's doing thing. it. Makes it freaking hilarious. But hey, I will say this, though. They plug our podcast in every time. They put up yeah. a picture. Yep. An episode. Yes. That's all. So awesome. we do appreciate it. We that. do appreciate it. It's kind of flattering that we got just random people yeah. making random Instagrams about shit that we do on the show. Random trolls violating random community trolls. standards left and uh, right. We appreciate it, brothers. Thank yes, you. we do. Kenny, you read it? Let's lead it. All right, brother. Right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire good fire. Fire all. Oh, my God. Yep. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Who? Oh, if you, you got a cold mezcal, <laughs> thank I you, recommend That's... <sighs> tequila corleo cor cor cor. Fuck me. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Doesn't so matter. it's tequila cor cor corleo corleo viejo. Not like pendejo. Not like pendejo at all. Um, <laughs> although you're probably one if you drink this nonsense. Whew. So it is actually it's tequila blanco. It's not. It. I mean, it's maybe it's technically mezcal, but it's got uh, the juices flowing. I'll tell you that much. Be, it's not supposed to be mezcal. So this was actually from brother Gideon. G, our, yep. our brother Gideon, who is doing his own podcast now. Is he really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it about medical science or Freemasonry? I'm not sure. 
But uh, I know he I'm said that he up. was asking me a bunch of questions about uh, a while ago about doing his own podcast, and I gave him as much advice as I could. Oh, and, you're uh, asking the wrong person about. Uh... Oh, he wasn't techie shit. It <laughs> oh, wasn't okay. techie stuff. No, 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 no. Don't ask me about techie. Yeah, this stuff, stuff is actually pretty good. It's so not bad. Thank you, brother G. Got a little zing to it when you first start up. But... Yeah. All right. Um, let's get into it. So this comes from a. Preaching the of the preaching of universal repentance. Oh my God! This Church is not... of Saint John the Theologian. O m o l e n k o dot com. Rasputin. So uh, may or may not be a valid source. Uh, it's a Christian source. So, and I'm not saying Christian sources are freaking necessarily bad sources. No, they this just could happen be... to shit on Masons whenever they get a chance. So. We'll stick some through of it. them. We'll stick through them. it, and we'll see what they say. I mean, we're Christian. We don't shit on Freemasonry. You and I? We don't, don't shit on it. Yeah. I think a lot of it is bullshit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we anyway. can do everything in, like, a bad Russian accent. Is that how this yes, episode's that's the plan. Okay. Right. So, that's why I was doing the Simpsons reference earlier. My I'm name off. is Roshka. Don't fight yeah. me. Yeah, hold my baby. Hold my baby. <laughs> You will lose. Uh, although we don't have a Russian flag. Isn't it the white one? Oh. The Russian flag? It's, uh, it's kind of red, it's white, white. Blue. I think it's red, white, blue. No? Not recently. Oh, okay. Ah, I see what I did there? You know, I thought we came to an agreement that we weren't going to get into geopolitics on the show. But but, it's funny uh, watching okay. you turn red and get all pissed off. Man. All right, here we go. Ready? Let's do this. Murder of Grigory Rasputin, and yeah, so uh, looking at a picture here, that's uh, clearly... Oh, yeah, we don't want to show that. Yeah, that's no, we don't rody. show that. Oh. He got fucked up. Yeah, um, it was back when they used to take pictures of people that they assassinated. Yeah. It's kind of gross. I mean, who took the picture, though? I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Had to be a Freemason. If I ever yeah. was to assassinate somebody, I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, hold on, pose for a selfie, get my know. good angle." Like, didn't they do that when they got uh, what's his name there? Um, Al Qaeda. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, didn't they like take pictures of him? No, when they were like posing with him or something. No. Oh, okay. Oh, they dumped his ass. They gave him a burial by sea, like a goldfish. All right, fake news. I'm sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I thought I saw some picture of him after they beat uh, the crap out of him or something. Negatory. All right. I'm All right. Uh, here we go. Rasputin's physical murder locally followed his ethical murder already carried out by that time. Ethical? Uh, it says ethical. That's weird. Uh, the image of Satan in the flesh created a mass media completely overshadowed the rear of Rasputin. Virtually everyone who knew Rasputin probably wanted to see him dead. The latter part of 1916 was a frightful time in history of Russia when the last preparations were being made for the destruction of its sanctuaries. Again, this is Red October time. Yep. Uh, for those who don't know what Red October is, yes, good movie, but Red October, yes, it was a submarine. It happened well before yeah, the, there was the no events of the hunt for Red October. Let them shink. Yeah. <laughs> Let them shink. The men, they're singing. Captain, we're cavitating. Yeah, no. <laughs> no Red this October was, this was the, the Russian, Russian Revolution. This was the Russian Revolution, right. yes. Uh, lies were being spread in Petrograd, uh, Moscow, and other towns about dreadful crimes committed by Rasputin, his debaucheries, bribes, German influence, and court schemes, all of which Rasputin was allegedly involved in. Allegedly. Allegedly. They blamed a lot of stuff on oh, this I'm going to bring up over here. No, I brought it up for Oh, you, you got it? Yeah. Oh, I can barely see it. That's all right. Yeah, oh, you want me to judge? Oh, the, yes, uh, they photographed Bin Laden in DNA. Yeah, but I don't think those were ever released to the public. I think it was just kept for record. I don't believe... Well, apparently, uh, I saw it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dark web or wherever the hell I was. I don't know. Um, <sighs> yeah, they probably shipped that to the Pentagon, not to, like, Ken Tarwood. But, uh, probably. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The powers interested in chaos were spreading rumors of a black car supposedly used by Rasputin for his crimes. Black car? Cars back in that time, uh, during the Russian Revolution. Well, they probably meant like carriage. Eighteen sixty black car. So I don't know. I'm starting to call bullshit on this website already because I, I know in 1916, yes, there were automobiles. Oh, around. we're talking about 1916. Yeah, yeah. In Russia. Yeah, yeah. But most of it was horse-drawn carriage still at this point. No, 
Mostly, yeah. But, but it was like I mean, for the super duper stupid. He was rich. also he was also an advisor to nobility and stuff. So I oh, imagine okay. he probably had access to automobiles. All right. Yeah. Not Zaya Teffy wrote, "The black car still remains a mystery." Mm. Several nights in a row, this car was seen speeding through. Uh, <laughs> speeding. <laughs> Cars did not speed in 1916. It was like 18 miles per hour. Uh, that's why I think a lot of this is just hearsay. Yeah. The Marsavo Pole, Mars Field, going under the Palace Bridge and disappearing into nowhere. Someone was shooting at passerbys from the car. Some people were wounded. These are Rasputin's deeds, they used to say. What, have, what does he have to do with that? His benefits of evil, black, and unexplainable deeds. Uh, he brings panic and distemper, but to the people who believe in him, he can explain it for his benefit. From time to time, rumors were spread that Rasputin had already been murdered. For instance, in the winter of 1916, they said Rasputin has been killed in a drunken orgy in the <laughs> Villa Road restaurant. What a way to go. I mean... Uh, not that I've ever been to an orgy, but an orgy is where people are having relations, if you will. Yes, that would uh, be the definition uh, of an orgy. I yeah. mean, where you're, quote, unquote, having a good time. I would hope so. I, I would I would probably go with, um, there's probably not too many people getting angry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would hope not. Maybe in a carnal sense. Uh, not, not consider ever. the source of this article. It's coming from a... a religious whatever <laughs> meanwhile the real murderers were hatching their evil plans they were ill-spirited people who despised russia's true values these included oh here we go here we go let me guess jews and freemasons bingo yeah vasily akelsovich makalov not bad a Russian, yeah, good. a left radical, one of the leaders of the russian freemasonry in the constitutional democratic party he obtained the poison and developed a plan for Rasputin's murder. Vladimir Mitrofinovich. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Perseverikich. Perseverikich? P-U-R-I-S-H. <laughs> we will persevere. Pers Perishkevich. Perskevich. Whatever. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. I'm a not reading far, the article, so I can't help. A far-rightist extremist. Notorious for his flamboyant and scandalous behavior, one of those whose selfish, uh, whose selfish beliefs discredited a patriotic movement in Russia. What's always saying over here? Because I can hear already people. I see. As soon as I start talking and just rattling off names and start screwing them all up, yeah, it's that's usually it's when like the comments the comments go crazy. Um, I, Another actually, episode no, with I'm the gibber screwing up the white balance. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Without a ginger screwing up the white balance. Yeah, well done, Josh. Luminous Mantella, light. In true. terms of Rasputin, check out esoteric writer Gary Lendon's Return of Holy Russia, Apocalyptic History, Mystical Awakening, and the Struggle for the Soul of the World. Oh, it's Gary Lackman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, let's see here. Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich of the Imperial House of Romanovs, two-faced, low person, tormented with political ambitions, this is just a laundry list of people to shit on. So we're going to skip past this. No. So idea for uh, subsequent episodes, we should put up a teleprompter and then put the articles up on the teleprompter so that we can all read them so I can see how bad you're doing and or uh, correct your your grammar or game. pronunciation. No, no, they have no problem being the ass idea. of anybody's joke. It doesn't bother me. I've never built a teleprompter. but I'm we'll, an ass, so being the ass of a joke. Anyway, on December 16th, Prince Yosipov has Yusupov uh, had a table set for guests he was expecting for tea in the evening, his personal study. Thus, a table for eight people was laid. The guests were to arrive by the side door, which led directly to his study. During such parties, the servants were generally not allowed in the study, so that night none of the servants saw the prince's guest except for Grand Duke Dmitri Pavlovich, whose arrival became known as he entered the house through the front porch. According to Rasputin's relatives and servants, Prince Yusupov uh, visited Rasputin around midnight on December 17th, and they left together. Earlier, Rasputin himself mentioned that he was going to Prince Yusupov's palace. When leaving home, when leaving home, Grigory was dressed in a blue shirt and a fur coat. Nice. It's rather specific. <laughs> okay. He's a man of fashion. What the hell is it? 
George Washington Masonic National Memorial. Oh, oh yeah, it's James oh, Ferguson. Yeah. Hey, yeah. James. He's our boy out there. Can we get George a subscription to Rosetta Stone? <laughs> <laughs> For English? <laughs> All right. Uh, about 4 a.m. on December 17th, a policeman not on duty far from Prince Yusupov's house lear- heard four shots. Uh, soon he was summoned to Prince Yusupov's where uh, Perseverkich, a member of the state Duma, told the policeman that Rasputin had died and if he loved the Tsar in Mother Russia, he would keep quiet about it. Wow. Yeah, so, so he got popped. Super suspicious circumstances. Uh, um. However, the policeman told the superiors everything he had, everything he had heard and seen. So the policeman was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm still going to do my job. The monstrous, cowardly murder was committed at night on December 17th, 1916. Rasputin was lured to Yusupov's palace under the pretext that Yusupov's wife, Irina, was suffering from an illness and needed healing. Rasputin was shown into a room into the basement. The table was laid with tea, vine, and pastries. That's one way to heal somebody. Um, well, I would imagine I had for, a fat for him, kid, but I'm going to leave it alone. I, um, think, I think it was more to, they were probably poisoned. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the vines and pastries were laced with poison, uh, obtained by Makalov, who did not directly participate in the murder. You're still an accessory. I hate to talk Yeah, about. I mean, you're there and you know about it. Like, oh, I just gave him the bullet. Yeah, exactly. I led him to the poison pastries. Right. Yusupov invited Rasputin to eat the treats while he went. <laughs> they actually have it highlighted too, which makes it funny. Uh, while he went to fetch Arena, uh, who was supposedly entertaining her guest. In fact, she was not even in Petrograd. Meanwhile, the other conspirators, Pershefit, uh, yeah, that fucking guy, uh, Dmitry Pavlich and uh, Lizavert. And Sakotin. <laughs> what the? Yeah, I, you could try these if you want. Are you what? having a stroke right yeah. now? <laughs> um, we're in Yusupov's study, waiting and drinking heavily. Well, it's usually a start to a good time. They had developed a plan and selected a place for hiding Rasputin's body and destroying his possessions. As the night grew on, the poison seemed to have no effect on Rasputin, through, though he did not feel well. Nah. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's funny. You gave an occultist, like, yeah. alchemist guy some random poison and it didn't affect him? Well, that was a yeah, shocker. I feel like shit. Yeah. Mm. I, got a, I got a tummy ache. I got the rumble tums. He may have started to suspect something was amiss and thought of leaving. <clears throat> then Yusupov suggested they should pray. There was a crucifix in the room. Rasputin came up to the crucifix and knelt to kiss it when Yusupov shot him in the back, aiming wow. at his heart. That Rasputin is... fell down. That is what a dark. Bitch. You shot him in the back. You shot him in the back and after you, you suggested him? he pray. So he was he was leaning to kiss a crucifix and you shoot him in the back like you go straight to hell for that kind of thing. I'm sorry. I don't care what religion you're Where the heck to. are the subtitles? <laughs> we don't have those turned we, on. We know we really them should, off. Though. No. We, if we no, turn them on, no, it would just no, be, no, 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 would no, just no, be no. word salad. Would, <laughs> you don't want to see that. <laughs> I think you can turn on it on, on your own. I could I could turn not, it on. Not you. I'm saying the, the listener. He yeah, could. YouTube, which, you can go to closed yeah, caption and see. No, we have to start it with uh, transcription turn on. <sighs> we should do that one of these days. Though. You know what you should do it? If the listeners, I know they can because I've done it for videos when I have on mute. I just hit closed caption to watch them. Right, for uh, for recorded videos. Yeah, what they should do is if so you're going to do the- that after it's recorded, yep. <clears throat> if if there's a word that I totally screw up, Take a snapshot of it and then post it on the Freemasons podcast community so everybody can have a good laugh about what it translated, yeah. what the hell I said to. And redline it like an English teacher. Red line, yeah, yeah, like an English teacher. <laughs> and just write wrong word or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the, he shot him in the back. What a, what a shitty way to do it. Mm-hmm. He didn't even got the nuts to do it to his face, whatever. The exalted murderers now wanted to get rid of any evidence. Sukotin put on Rasputin's fur coat, his rubber boots, took his gloves and left with Dmitry Pavlich and Dr. Lizavert to burn Rasputin's possessions. Yeah, they um, wanted to disappear him. Yeah, they wanted to make him go yeah. bye-bye. Um, I'm going to skip ahead here. Basically, we got the gist of it, and it just kind of goes down the thing. Um, so, because I want to go here to the myths about Rasputin. Right. 
Um, so first off, uh, I don't know. They're saying that Mason's a Mason is what I'm reading. If they, when they went down this whole list of people who were kind of involved here, the only one I seen that was a quote unquote Mason is uh, what's his name? The first, the first dude, uh, Vasily Makalov. That was a verifiable Freemason. That was a verifiable yeah. Freemason. The rest of them here doesn't say anything about anybody else being Freemasons, but. See, here's this thing. If you listen to the story, uh, Makaloff was just the guy who gave the poison. Right. I'm not discrediting that he had anything to do with it, but he wasn't the one who actually put one in the back of his head. Right. He was just the one who was like, hey, you guys need poison? Here, I got some. I got some yeah, and it, it might have just been this crappy tequila, <laughs> right? But hence, it didn't kill him. Hence so, why he was like, oh, I got so the rumble now, instead of like falling over dead. And The question is, supposedly this... Freemason. And again, you have to verify it because I don't know if he's a Freemason, Makalov, or whatever. Right. Maybe yeah. he was a Mason, maybe he wasn't. Uh, it says he's part of the Russian Freemasonry. All right. But here's the thing. You, you know, you have to consider the poison actually wasn't the one, the thing that killed him. And yeah. he said, oh, he felt funny. Maybe just give him some Ipecac. Yeah. I mean, Ipecac isn't poison, but it'll and, make you throw up or get sick. Yeah, this is all highly speculative. Ah, but yeah, again, when, you, when you're tossing it around here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... And again, this the source is also suspect. So um, I highly recommend if you want to learn more about this, you do mm-hmm. kind of your own independent research and look at the first party sources, and not what we're reading. We're just trying to give you a taste here. But I mean, it just doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. Nope, it really doesn't. I mean, a lot of people didn't like Rasputin. He was like a known mystic and kind of. Uh, did like I don't think he did tarot cards and stuff, but he was you know he was into the occult and mm-hmm. and mysticism and so forth, and was kind of like a self proclaimed healer, and he was an advisor to the Tsar, I believe, and also Russian nobility at the time. Um, you know he be, because of some of the things that he said, he made a lot right. of enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it, it it's really weird that he got this rap for being executed by Freemasons and right. Jews. Well, I mean, who do there you blame when you want to cover your own ass? I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it's if you're doing your own shitty deeds, that's the thing you do is you blame somebody else who you know isn't exactly in favor of. Yeah, yeah, I, I get yeah. that. And at that time in that region, that's probably what you would want Actually, to do too. It's, too. it's easy to to scapegoat the Freemasons and, and Jews and so forth at that time and that area of the world so. no god damn it i want to actually oh keep talking ken i'm i'm uh that's pretty much all i had <laughs> okay i can talk so, about something else uh, just a couple things i want to hear about, here. about atvs so um around this time of rasputin when all this shit was going down the russian revolution happened in october 1917 so this is a right. year off now mind you it wasn't just one day where they're like hey it's october Let's do a freaking communist No, there revolution. was like all kinds of resistance There was a build-up to yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm assuming it probably took roughly about a year. So in Rasputin during this time, which he basically lived, uh, got his, his creds right here. Uh, he died Dece- uh, 30th of December 1916. 1916. Yeah. So, I mean, there's probably the seeds of discontent amongst the government and people. And this guy was an yeah. influential guy. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He was an influential guy. He was a healer and a mystic and all that stuff. And as we know, in communist Which, countries... Yeah, the revolution was not about that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. but the, if you know in communist countries... Right, they don't they like, don't like that yeah, shit. exactly. Yep. So my assumption would be is that he was probably clipped because he of this reason. Right. Yep. Uh, whether it had anything to do with Freemasons or not, who knows? Uh, I mean, Freemasonry no. in other countries back in these days was kind of freaking sketch. Yeah, no, I mean, the, what I read about it was that it was a Freemason or Jewish Freemason conspiracy, which that means there there are a lot involved, and there are a bunch of Freemasons who like got together and decided that this guy needed to to disappear, and that's not mm. that's not the case. Big quick draw, what's going on? All right, like there there may have been a Freemason who was involved, maybe. And that's only because if you look at, you know, 1916 at the world population, there was a much higher prevalence of correct a man being a Freemason well, than not. Not only that, you have, you know, Freemasonry also, we're, we're not the new world order, everyone falls in line type of thing that you think that, it, that all the conspiracy theorists preach. Like we all, we as Freemasons have free will. Yeah. 
that we're not controlled by to 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 do a certain thing because a grandmaster or somebody higher tells us to. They don't tell us how to dictate our lives. No, no different than back then. Yes, they all had a similar, even today, we all have a similar goal to make men better, to to better improve our lives, to be better people and that stuff. But not to assassinate not, mystics. Not, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Like in a certain sense, yes, that's what our goal is. Yeah. But during our usual vocations and times during the day, we're free to do whatever we want. Yeah. So there, there's, you know. There's nothing stopping a Freemason from going rogue and delivering some poison to rescue. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, you know, maybe he was, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in. We'll do the, we'll do the poison. And then maybe he pulled, maybe he pulled back the last minute. It was like, you know what? I'm just going to give him Ipecac. Yeah. I'll make him puke his face off. They'll think, oh, then they'll be like, oh, the actual guys who were conspiring to really murder him be like, oh, well, you tried. He just outlasted the poison. Or he's and he's yeah. off the hook in a sense. Yeah, you know, it could have been. I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many. They, he could. Yeah, and I'm not making excuses. This guy, he could have been a shitbag as well as a normal guy. Yeah, but he also could have been strong armed to doing it. Yeah, and the other thing is, in in modern times, as in it's going on to you the long, long ago, especially in the 1916 era. You know what? If you're a Freemason and you get convicted of a crime, convicted of a felony, in most jurisdictions throughout the world, you will be expelled from Freemasonry. Yep. There will be a Masonic trial and you will be expelled from the fraternity. Modern so day. Right. Modern day. So just by virtue of that fact alone, and that is a fact because I know it for a fact, um, you're you're not going to be able to, to commit a crime like this or engage in some kind of conspiracy where you're going to execute somebody and the fraternity is just going to be like, yeah, okay. We're totally behind that. We advocate it. James Ferguson makes a perfect point. Doesn't American happen. Lodge that dressed up like Native Americans and raided a naval vessel. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I we mean, had to go the other yeah, way. Yeah, it's true, though. It is true. It it's is true. true. They shut down Lodge or yep. they couldn't open Lodge at St. Andrews because they didn't have enough brothers. And enough brothers because they were, because they were yeah. having some tea time. I mean, they were throwing tea <laughs> into a river. It's a little different than like executing a mystic with poison, but. Well, know, that's why I. During, in, the, in the show notes, I wrote uh, comparison to uh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson right. was uh, he was a brother. Yeah, he his, was a little. His things were questionable. He yeah. did some shady shit. I mean, he was still a mason. That's um, true. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, but I, I switched over here. I'm going to go over to Wikipedia, and we're going to kind of uh, I'm going to kind of dig through this stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about Rasputin himself. Um, uh, there's no um, weird guy. Yeah, weird guy. Um, let's go here to um, right here. We're just going to do the, the summary of it. Um, uh, he was a Russian mystic and self-proclaimed holy man who befriended the family of Nicholas II, the last emperor of Russia, and gained considerable influence in late imperial Russia. Bingo. Why do I say Bingo. He befriended the last emperor of Russia. Yeah, he was an advisor to the last Who bastion the... of nobility when the revolution came. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want... That's what happens. Yeah, you don't I... want to be associated with if those If you're people. associated you're with a party side. that's on the way out, yeah. you're probably going to get clipped. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> yep, he made some enemies. Uh He was born to a peasant family in the Siberian village of... Yep, that one. We're going to skip that because I don't feel like getting made fun of. Uh, he is. Uh, he had a religious conversion experience after taking a pilgrimage to a monastery in 1897. He had been described as a monk or a stranic wanderer pilgrim, though he held no official position in the Russian Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. He traveled to St. Petersburg in 1903 in the winter of 1904-1905, where he captivated some much uh, some church and social leaders. He became a society figure and met. Emperor Nicholas and Empress Alexandra in November 1905. In late 1906, Rasputin began acting as a healer for the imperial couple's only son, Alexei, who suffered from hemophilia. He was a divisive figure at court, seen by some Russians as a mystic visionary prophet and others by a religious charlatan. Charlatan. At the high point of Rasputin's power was in 1915... (laughs) A year before he got clipped. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean it took uh, 10 years for him to when Nicholas the second left St. Petersburg to oversee Russian armies fighting in World War One, increased mm. the, both Alexandra and Rasputin's influence. 
Uh, okay, so basically what we're gathering here is that Nicholas II left to go oversee the armies, and he left uh, Alexandra, his wife, mm-hmm. and Rasputin uh, pretty much in charge. It's kind of what I gathered from that. Uh, yeah, he, he, kind of like a steward. His in, his power increased when he left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you have a small sect or a sect of people who are part of this Russian revolution and they don't like Nicholas II, and now this... It's a lot easier to uh, reach Rasputin. Uh, but he's, he's, also, he's yeah. also now the figurehead. Yep. No different than, than now. I mean, uh, let's just say you know, everybody hates the president, right? Right now, president of the United States. Just saying everybody hates him. Okay. Or not everybody, but a certain sect of people who hate him. Yeah, and let's say that the president wasn't unattainable. And this president decided to leave. And I'm not using presidents. I'm not using any particular president. But this president is leaving doing something, and he left the vice president in charge. Do you think they're going to hate the vice president less if they no. want to change the government? He, he no, they're going to go after them. Right? So, they're yeah, going to so. pop both of them, in a sense, if they can. Yeah, especially in the early 1900s. So Correct. Yeah, it makes right. sense. Kind of just making a comparison to modern day. Yeah. Um, James but he wasn't even like a vice president. He held no political office. He was just he's like just an advisor. a weird little mm-hmm. advisor guy that right. a lot of people hated. And they put him, I mean, he was basically kind of like de facto in charge while, uh, you know, Nicholas was away. Correct. So, um, moving on here. Russians def- uh, Russian, Russian defeats mounted. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Russian defeats mounted during the war. However, both Rasputin, the word that weird, uh, both Rasputin and Alexandra became increasingly unpopular. There you go. In the early morning of 30th December 1916, Rasputin was assassinated by a group of conservative noblemen who opposed his influence over Alexandra and Nicholas. Uh, historians have often suggested that Rasputin's scandalous and sinister reputation helped discredit the Tsarist government and thus helped precipitate the overthrow of the Romanov dynasty a few weeks after he was assassinated. Mm. According to his life and influence, uh, were often based on hearsay and rumor. Nevertheless, he still remains a mystery of captivating figure and unpopular one. So let's go to his assassination. And uh, well, let's go. Let's go to healer. Let's go to. Let's talk about his healing thing. Okay. Uh, because we 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 know pretty much he rose to prominence. We 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 gathered that. I'm trying to. Oh, here we go. Uh, he was into alchemy, wasn't he? Uh, that's what I'm trying to find out. I think uh, healer. Some Most theory. of Rasputin's influence the royal family stemmed from his belief by Alexandra that others that he had on several occasions eased the pain and stopped the bleeding of Zarevich Alexei, which I'm assuming that's like Prince, uh, who suffered from hemophilia. Yeah, that was uh, Nicholas's son. son. Yep. Yeah, yeah. According to historian Mark Farrow, the Tsarina had a passionate attachment to Rasputin, believing he could heal her son's affliction. Um, Harold Schumann wrote that Rasputin became an indispensable member of the royal entourage. It was unclear when Rasputin first learned of Alexei's hemophilia or whether he had f- or when he first acted as a healer. He may have been aware of Alexei's condition in early as October 1906. He was summoned by Alexandra to pay to pray for Alexei when he had internal hemorrhage in the spring of 1907. Alexei recovered the next morning. Rasputin had been rumored to be able to be capable of faith healing since he arrived in St. Petersburg and the Tsarina's friend Anna, yep, her, became convinced that Rasputin had miraculous power shortly thereafter. Uh, she she would become one of Rasputin's most influential advocates. See, mm-hmm. and here's the problem with... with so he kind of weaseled his way on. He weaseled yeah. his way in. Maybe he was a healer. Faith maybe he healer. Wasn't. He could have just, you know... Um, you know, I got to say... Alexei, the next morning, he was like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, everything, everything's good now. Not bleeding anymore. I just want to say, and I'm not discrediting people who are actually healers and miracles and all that stuff, but <clears throat> the human mind is a very, very powerful thing. Like, yeah. if you f- truly believe and you have faith and you and you, 
pray and you, that can help for sure. I mean, you can put your mind, It's it's. I mean, I I think the whole show was bullshit. I think they found the end. But what was that show? The Secret. When it was talking about having a positive mind or a positive attitude would actually influence your day and your life if you were constantly okay. positive rather than waking up in the morning and be like this day sucks i gotta go to fucking work like if you well, woke up in the morning and you started your morning saying i'm gonna have a great day i think that's kind of demonstrably true all right you um, kind of, the other thing is with hemophilia is i mean if you have like an internal hemorrhage you may just recover from it <laughs> with no assistance right, whatsoever true. So um, it's kind of like a yeah. But, but also like, right place, right time. Maybe. Even when people pray for you, in a sense, or they they do a prayer over you or something like that. Yeah, they, there's a portion of your brain that believes that you're actually being healed, and yeah, your body, if you have faith in what they're doing, then yes, and your body yeah. will heal itself. Yep. I mean that that's you know pretty common thing. So was he a healer? Yeah, in a sense, if you're able to empower somebody's mind to think that they're going to get better and put them in a positive way, that that's that's a power of healing. You're you're influencing sure. somebody's belief and their outlook that they're going to get better. Yeah. So uh, let's get into the. Uh, and at the very least, I think like you know the, the the royal family in Russia at the time, the Tsar and the Tsarina and the you uh-huh. know the son and everything, like they all believed. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. his. His butt wouldn't be in the court if he if they uh-huh. didn't believe in it. So yeah, I mean maybe that's. So let's get into the controversy of this yeah. guy. The imperial families believe that Rasputin's healing power brought him considerable status, power at court. The Tsar appointed Rasputin his lamplighter, charging him with keep the lamps lit before religious icons in the palace, and and this gained him regular access to the palace and royal family. By 1906, Rasputin had become close enough to ask a special favor of the Tsar that he be permitted to change his surname to Rasputin Navoy, Rasputin New. Uh, Nicholas granted the request, and the name change was speedily processed, mm-hmm. suggesting that he already had the Tsar's favor at the early date. Rasputin used his position to full effect, att- accepting bribes and sexual favors from admirers, <laughs> nice. and worked diligently to expand his influence. All right, so we got a guy who comes here... He seemed pretty cool until like seemed uh, pretty cool, but now we're starting. You know, again, power corrupts. Yeah, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So now he's starting to see that all this power and influence is going to start buying him some um, favors, favors, favors. (laughs) So he's using it. All right, Rasputin soon became a controversial figure. He was accosted by his enemies of religious heresy and rape and mm-hmm. was suspected of exerting undue political influence over the Tsar and was even rumored to have to be have an affair with the Serena. Oh. Yeah. Well, he, he did have access to her. Popping the old lady. Yeah. Ooh. The other thing is I wonder what the Russian Orthodox Church had to say it's about him. Because I don't believe they have, like, uh, I, I, don't, I think they kind of distrust myth. Uh, Sorry, mystics. Uh-huh. I think it's like like faith healing and stuff. I don't think that's part of like Russian orthodoxy. I don't believe so. I don't know if that's they, not even part of freaking Christian orthodoxy. That's when you get into no. Santeria and all that crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, there are certain sects that are okay. Right. Sorry, go ahead. There, there are sects that believe in it, like that one, for example. Right. But I don't think Russian orthodoxy is cool with that. So, right. I mean, he may have had the entire church in the country against him, too. <laughs> Uh, and on top of that, like, uh, you know, people, I mean, granted, there are some people who, who become friends and being that when you're friends, like you'll have, and it's not all true in all friendships. I think most friendships work where they're, uh, they go hand in hand. You help me, I help you. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who make friends for the sole purpose of using that friend. Right. And then that other friend who's usually a we'll just say alpha and beta male, right? You have your alpha okay. friend who's like the, he's a tough guy. He's the freaking, and the the beta friend is kind of the, the guy who's like, yeah, man, anything you need, man, I'll help you out. He's the nice guy, right? Okay. So what you end up having is that one friend will start controlling, yeah. manipulating, changing the mind of that other friend, especially if that other friend who is the kind-hearted friend is in a high position. So I can see how this could be. Rasputin's got a lot of, influence and power and he's got um uh influence and now he's also got the ear of the czar and he's telling him hey man 
you should do this instead. Don't right. do, don't go that way. So then there's a bunch of people that are out there trying to manipulate him in order to correct change the political so, landscape. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, and at the same time, he's getting close to the old lady. Who's you know, and again, you know, and I don't want to say all to all women, but sometimes women. Let's put it this way: mothers are very defensive of their children. Well, yeah, mama bear syndrome, right? right? Yeah. If she believes that this guy Rasputin is helping helping her son mm-hmm. get over this hemophilia, right. it's going to draw her one of two ways. She's going to try to keep him as long as much, as much as she can to keep her son healthy. And two, she might even develop romantic affections toward him because of what he's doing for her son. All right. So I can see that happening. Okay. Putting that all aside. Also, her husband went off to war. <laughs> and her, also, her husband went off to war. Which does not help. Yeah, yeah, so rumor mill not. itself is going to, to spin up. Well, that's the other thing that. I was saying. At this point, it kind of already talked about how this czar had enemies. So oh. these enemies are going to just start. They're going to be hitting the papers, man. They're going to be start writing this stuff. They're going to write this propaganda. Yeah, pamphlets to, and handbills galore. <laughs> to discredit <laughs> right. the whole royal family. Yep. Um, so basically that's how it kind of started. Um, uh, let me move on here. The assassination attempt. All right. We're going to get into that. Um, on the 12th of July, 1914, a 33-year-old peasant woman named Chioya Goseva attempted to assassinate Rasputin by stabbing him in the stomach outside the home in Porovsky. Porovsky. Yeah, whatever. It's a rough injury. Yep. Rasputin was seriously wounded, and for a time, it was not clear if he would survive. After surgery and some time in the hospital in Yoimen, he recovered. Guseva was a follower of Ildor, Ilador, a former priest who had supported Rasputin before denouncing his sexual escapades and self-aggrandized uh, as self-aggrandizement in December 1911. A radical conservative and anti-Semite, Lidor had been part of a group of establishment figures who had attempted to drive a wedge between the royal family and Rasputin in 1911. When this effort failed, Lidor was banished from St. Petersburg and was ultimately defrocked. I don't know what the hell defrocked is. Um, well, defrocked would mean made naked, but I don't uh, think that's what that means. And probably uh, stripped of his possessions. Stripped of his well, stripped of his title. Uh, Maybe, true. I think. I Guseva don't know. Claimed, Somebody help me out here. <laughs> Guseva claimed to have acted alone, having read about Rasputin in the newspapers and believing him to be a false prophet and even an antichrist. Both the, mm. See, this guy's starting to stack up more uh, yeah. like equal to like Aleister Crowley. Yeah, yeah. That's He's kind of how to, I see him. Uh, He's like a nineteen early 1900s Aleister Crowley. Uh, both the police and Rasputin, however, believe that Ildor sounds like something should be in like Lord of the Rings. That's what I'm saying. I thought that's why you're like, Ildor? Ildor. They believe that he he was part of it. Uh, He fled the country before he could be questioned, and Guseva was found to be not responsible for her actions by reasons of insanity. So to be defrocked is to be stripped of ecclesiastical status. Ah, so it's basically oh, like, yeah, priest, it said. yeah, removal right. of your, your title and yeah, your, your ability to, uh, correct though, conduct your usual affairs. Last part of the cloth. Last part. And then, uh, this is kind of where the Mason guy comes in and then we're going to quickly touch on the Mason guy because his name is right here. Uh, a group of nobles, which we already heard about, uh, Decided that Rasputin's influence uh, threatened the empire and concocted a plan on December 1916 to kill him, uh, alluring him to uh, Yusporov's palace, the guy who was talking about. Mm-hmm. Rasputin was murdered in the early morning on December 30th, 1916 at the home of Felix Yusupov. He died of three gunshot wounds, one of which was a close-range shot to his forehead. Ew. Little... 
is certain about his death beyond this and circumstances of his death have been subject to considerable speculation. According uh, to like his, that of that article you just read, which yeah. apparently was all hearsay because uh-huh. they said they shot him in the back as he was leaning in to kiss the crucifix. So, uh-huh. okay. Well, it was three gunshots, so that could still be true. Yeah, one of them might have been in the back. and then, Maybe the guy know, sucked. He also got shot in the forehead, so. <laughs> if Rasputin is the mad monk, what kind of monk is worshipful <laughs> Um, I can think Um, of so many adjectives. Um, So according to historian Douglas Smith, what really happened at Yusupov's home on December 17th will never be known. The story uh, that Yusupov recounted in his memoirs, however, had become most frequently told version of events. Yusupov said that he had invited Rasputin to his home shortly after midnight and ushered him into the basement. Yusupov offered uh, Rasputin tea and cakes that had been laced with cyanide. Rasputin initially refused the cakes, but then began to eat them uh, to Yusupov's superiors, appeared unaffected by the poison. I'm telling you, the mason, uh, he didn't kill him. He didn't want him. Uh, I think he got cold feet. Um, Rasputin then asked, or that or he just sucks at chemistry. He was like, I'm just going to put a little dash here. He did did the whole, uh, what is it, that guy? (laughs) <laughs> the salt guy, just the salt like guy, where he just elbow, yeah. yeah, does the elbow thing. Yeah. He just put like a little sprinkle, just a little, little wasn't bit enough, wasn't enough, just enough for flavor, just enough for flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Rasputin then asked for some Madeira wine, uh, which also had been poisoned. Drank three glasses, but still showed no signs of distress. Jesus, man, this guy's a champ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around two thirty a.m., Yusupov decided to himself to go upstairs where his fellow conspirators were waiting. Um. Oh, I'd love to be. I'll tell, you exactly, I'll tell you exactly how the dialogue went. This dude's not dead yet. He's drank three glasses of poison fuck? ass wine. You know how much money I spent on that cyanide? This is bullshit. <laughs> Somebody go down there and shoot him in the face. <laughs> That's exactly and the rest of my friends was history. Uh, I took the revolver from Dmitry Polovich, then returned to the basement and told Rasputin. There you go. He'd better look at the crucifix and say a prayer. Referring to a crucifix in the room, he shot him once in the chest. Yep. So the conspirators then drove to Rasputin's apartment with Sokotin wearing Rasputin's coat and hat and attempt to make it look as if the Rasputin had returned home for the night. Smart. Upon retooving to uh, Mokoya Palace, Yusupov went back to the basement to ensure that Rasputin was dead. Suddenly, Rasputin leaped up and attacked Yusupov. This guy's like... Gangster! <laughs> he got He's shot OG. in the chest and got up and whooped his ass. That's yeah. awesome. That was after he was poisoned, by the yeah. way. Poisoned like and shot. And this dude over, still yeah. got up like, I'm going <laughs> to... That's some gangster shit. I'm going right to give you hemophilia. <laughs> what the hell was that movie? Remember when it was the big guy? They shot him a bunch of times, but he didn't die. And he jumped out the... <gasps> the Sopranos. You know oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Russian guy? Yep. yep. He's like, put... The remote back on the cabinet. Yeah. Remember, they yep. sh- they beat his ass and shot him and shit. Then they took him out to the woods. He jumped out the trunk, hit Polly D, uh, Polly, uh, or hit Christopher in the head with the shovel, mm. and then just took off in the woods. And they never found him. Yeah, that Russian gangster was modeled after <laughs> Rasputin, clearly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, so he jumped up, started whooping his ass, uh, who freed himself with some sort with some effort and fled upstairs. So Yusupov got away. Rasputin followed Yusupov in the uh, palace's courtyard where he was shot by Pershakevich. Uh, He collapsed into a snowbank. The conspirators wrapped his body in cloth, drove it to uh, Petrovsky Bridge, and dropped it in the river. (laughs) This guy's my fucking hero now. (laughs) Did he swim back to the surface and burning the body and he just like blows out the flames he's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. uh news of Rasputin's murder quickly spread even before his body was found oh they found his body man I was rooting for this dude at this point get <laughs> shot in the chest I mean you get poisoned and then you get popped two more times later after whooping somebody's ass in the courtyard they throw you in the river if he did, if, if the body was never found that would be Awesome. Yeah, he's just like walking around. <laughs> he's like knocking on our window outside. Yeah, he's knocking. He's out. Yeah. He's like, hey, you guys talk about me? You talk about me. I'm <laughs> yeah, there you go. It would be sound more like that. Yeah. You have vodka, right? Yes. Still bleeding, soaking wet. <laughs> Give me some. That would be great. Oh, God, that's funny as hell. 
Two workmen noticed uh, blood on the railing at the Petrovi Bridge and found a boot on the ice below. The police began searching the area. Rasputin body was found under the river ice on the 1st of January, approximately 200 meters downstream from the bridge. He's like, it is cold. Yeah, Get me blankets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hard to swim against current. Oh, I could not break through ice. Uh, you get me bandaid, yes? <laughs> you have Tylenol? <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh, this is freaking hilarious. Um, they conducted the autopsy. Uh, his report was lost, but later stated that Rasputin... Yeah, so he stole it. He's like, no, me not. Then. <laughs> yeah, keep this. Put in pocket. Give me organ back. I I put this in pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it showed Rasputin's body had show signs of severe trauma, including three gunshot wounds, one at close range in the forehead, a slice wound on his left side, and many other injuries, which uh, many of which uh, Korso, Korsotov uh, felt that had been disdained post-mortem. So <laughs> they just, like, kicked him a few times. Oh, like, you die. <laughs> Stuffing him in the ribs. Like, this son of a bitch ain't getting up again. Also, he was drunk and poisoned. And, like... <laughs> Just keeps getting back up. <laughs> I love this guy. Why you stab me? <laughs> what is this? What is this knife you use? Can I have another glass of Madeira, please? Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, course of all, found a single bullet um, in Rasputin's body, but stated that it was too badly deformed. To, uh, to decide what type of uh, bullet was used. So they found no evidence that Rasputin had been poisoned. I told you! The Mason's off the hook. He didn't poison yeah, him. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. Boom! He did get him drunk, but didn't poison so him. So you saw you conspiracy theorists said, Mason's killed him. Nah, our boy, he didn't poison him. He was like, uh, I'm just going to put a little sugar in the top of this. Nah, he gave him like some... He gave the him salt, man. He just put on... He gave him some energy drinks, some Red Bull or something. He's like, all right, this is going to be a rough night for you. He's... <laughs> He's like, fuck up. These cakes are very salty. Why is there screaming? Did you hear the scream? It's Rasputin. He's outside right now. Yeah, that's Let right. me up. Um, so they found no evidence he'd been poisoned. According to both Douglas Smith and uh, Korsovoff found no water in Rasputin's lungs, and that reports Rasputin had been thrown into the water alive were incorrect. Uh, some later accounts, he's like, I hold my breath very long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hold my breath 20 minutes. I find air pocket on the right. Some later accounts claim that Rasputin's penis had been severed, but Korosolov found his genitals intact. I mean, that's where you go to? Yeah. Hold on. I, 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 I just want to be the autopsy. Mm. So uh, we got some uh, gunshot wounds. This guy's clearly dead. Let me check his genitals. Yeah, just check his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's the point at this point it's probably like standard operating procedure for an <laughs> autopsy man like i don't i don't know it's medical science uh, was never my thing but i guess you want to like you let know, me check his package make sure all his cash and prizes are still in order yeah if somebody's supposed to be like murdered you kind of want to like check for things right like but it's sure pretty obvious i mean the dude <laughs> i mean i get it check his stomach see if he's poison nope no poison all right you got this big ass hole in his forehead and then two in his chest like <laughs> let's just make sure the cause of death wasn't the removal of genitals shall we <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that slew him holy shit it makes no sense whatever okay whatever i mean maybe they do, Look, maybe man, they do I, autopsies different in russia i don't know how that let was me, done in 1916 in russia it's let not... me check his bunghole make sure no bullet penetrated there uh <laughs> like years later all years autopsy guys he's like can i help you he's like why you play with my penis while i'm in table <laughs> me no one understand uh, Rasputin was buried on the 2nd of January at a small church um, that Anna Yoroborva had been building at Tsarkoi Selo. The funeral was attended by only the imperial family and a few of their intimates. What the hell does that mean? Like uh, well, close, close friends. family. Okay. Yeah, close family. Uh, Rasputin's wife, mistress, and children were not invited. Although. His daughters met with the imperial family at Yoroborova's house later that day. His body was exhumed and burned, oh shit, by a detachment of soldiers shortly after the Tsar abdicated the throne in March 
1917 so that his grave would not become a rallying point. Oh, well, that's standard operating procedure. Yeah, and also so he wouldn't, like, you know, dig his way out of the frickin' tomb and start. <laughs> right. So uh, I want to find this guy real quick, and then we're, I mean, we're pretty much getting to the point where we're going to shut this down. But I want to find this Mason guy so we can kind of link this all together here. God, that's Let's a see terrible picture. Look at uh, yeah, and look like, at him laying there. Look at him I know, there. and no matter what so, article you look up, that's always like the headline look photo him. too. Like, yeah, I know. I've look seen at, it. Look at the yeah, it's gross. Why does my head hurt? Yes, <laughs> I do not understand. I have headache. You get me to a leave, and then you a leave. Just saying. Uh oh, shit! What I touch? Uh here we go. What is this guy's name? Uh, Vels- Vasily. Vasily. I got it. I'm being yeah. funny. Like okay. Vaseline, get it? Yeah, right. I, I get it. I get you don't joke. get it. Yeah. You don't get it. It's Vasily. So, yeah, this guy's pretty... <laughs> uh, this guy's pretty funny. Uh, I can't believe he... He was a Russian trial lawyer. Ooh. Yeah, the only thing that I, I saw... I just want to verify that, this guy was a Mason. That's the only all. thing that I saw that said he was a Mason was that article. So, and that article's already kind of yeah. suspect. So, this guy... Uh, Vasily Makalov, who is... Uh, oh, he was. It says Russian Freemasonry. Okay. He okay. was a legitimate Freemason. Okay. Um, According to uh, what source are you looking at there? Uh, Wikipedia, which we know is not yeah, 100%. Probably closer than the other site you were looking at. Uh-huh. So we'll assume for the moment that he is a very. It's funny, though, because this article doesn't say... I mean, this doesn't say anything about... Uh, his involvement his with involvement. Rasputin. Or, yeah, okay. okay. In September 1915, Mekhalov published a sensational article, A Tragic Situation, describing Russia as a vehicle with no brakes driving along a narrow mountain uh, by a mad chauffeur. Ba ba ba. Um, he, uh, oh, here we go. On 3rd of November 1916, Mekhalov held a powerful speech attacking the dark forces, quote unquote. Uh, in the government, uh, I'm assuming that's who he meant. Oh, here we go. He visited soon. He was visited soon by Yusupov. Okay, so Yusupov went and uh, recruited him in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makalov rejected the original idea of taking Rasputin's body out of Persevich's ambulance train and leaving it in the war zone. Um, wow. Yeah. So he uh, he basically uh, yeah he was involved in this. Um. Uh, where no one would bother identifying the dead man. He suggested to him that it would be best to arrange some sort of car accident. Yusupov uh, obviously disagreed. One of the participants in the assassination claimed that it was Makalov who, surpri- who supplied Prince Felix Yusupov with a dumbbell and poison to murder Rasputin. Why a dumbbell? I don't know. The dumbbell's kind of weird, but... Okay, so it was alleged that hey. he supplied the poison. You know your mom left the weights, right? What? Your mom lifted weights. Why do you say that? Because she had to lift weights to raise a dumbbell like you. Oh, that's... It's like... It's a good dad joke. It's an insult, but it's like a dad <laughs> insult. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Wow. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to click on this and see what dumbbell says. Actually, oh, I can. Look at this. A dumbbell, a type of free weight. Well, so, yeah. Why how do you need you a free weight? a dumbbell is. I, don't know, I didn't know if like, it meant something different back in these days. Like, no, no, no. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe their, their plan was to poison him and then, like, wang him over the head with a 10-pound. I don't know. Rusty like, was <laughs> like, these cakes are really good. Me, make me want to work out yeah, strong. Get strong yeah. like bull. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Dira makes me want to get swole. In 1923, Makalov wrote in that he supplied Yusupov with a harmless aspirin. Boom! So he gave him a harmless... There we go. Which proved our case. He gave him a harmless aspirin. Okay. Uh, so... Why would that make him feel ill? Also, Lesevert stated later he did not use poison, but a harmless powder. So they didn't want to poison the guy. Okay, cool. So, so these two guys the were like, yeah, we don't know part of this. The extent right. of his involvement in the murder of the mad monk is a matter of keen debate. Hmm. Um, in... February 28, 1917, his brother was arrested and remained in prison until his fu- death by firing squad. Uh, following the February Revolution, Makarov inspired to take office of minister in justice in the provincial government. Um, so, yeah, he just wasn't, from what I'm reading here, he just wasn't a big fan of uh, this this guy. Mm-hmm. And he lived, this guy, uh, Makarov, he lived up past uh, 1941. Wow. Um, and actually, he was arrested by the German Gestapo. 
Uh, he spent five months in jail without trial throughout World War II. He kept in touch with French resistance movements. Oh, so he helped the French re- resistance movement. Okay, so this guy doesn't sound all that bad. <sighs> uh, he visited the Soviet embassy to express a pride and gratitude for the war effort for the Russian people. Um, the visit was controversial among the community, particularly leaning, learned that Makarov had, uh, that had a drunk a toast to the motherland and the Red Army to Stalton. Oh, so this guy, so clearly this guy was a Mason, but clearly didn't stick with it. Um, and the reason being is because we know that that once the Red Army, or excuse me, once they went communist, I mean, Freemasonry went out. Gone. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a Mason. I don't know how how much of a Mason he was. So we're gonna, I'll look at this real quick, and then I'll probably shut this down because I think we're pretty close. Yeah, we're getting pretty close. Um, I'm looking forward. It says, uh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I mean, he must have um, basically it was a Russian trial lawyer and a parliamentary, uh, liberal parliamentary orator, uh, one of the leaders of the Constitutional Democratic Party and Russian Freemasonry, notably for his advocacy of the constitutional Russian state. Mm-hmm. He spent most of his career attempting to establish a similar system in Russia. In Soviet times, Makarov was seen as a Haughty Borges and Haughty Burgess. Bourgeoisie. I don't bourgeoisie. Know. I can't see it from here, but that would kind of, Haughty Bourgeoisie would make sense. I'll put the cursor right underneath it. Uh, a hot bourgeois. So like a high high bourgeois. And not study. Part of the bourgeoisie. Okay. So Yeah. So it looks like t- this guy anyway, Makalov. Uh, and he stated, "I gave him a gave him an Advil." So he didn't want to kill the dude. Yeah, he so, didn't like him, but I don't think he wanted to kill him. No, that's like one point. For I him, mean, it, it, I, and again, I'm just being the devil's advocate here. I'm not defending this guy. Like you know, he he wanted to get rid of Rasputin and the royal family. I'm down with that shit. I get it. I understand that. Probably got wrapped up in some conspiracy. This guy Yurisapov came up to him and was like, "Hey man, we're gonna wax this dude. We're gonna we're gonna take care of him," and he was like. Yeah, no. He's like, no, you're gonna help out, you know. So he's like, all right, give him. There you go. Drop a little Advil in this shit. No. Drop a little aspirin in this shit. This way, yeah, it looks like I participated, but I yeah. didn't. And then walk away while then somebody away. shoots him in the face. <laughs> so probably still not the. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it could have also that that conversation upstairs was like the poison didn't work. He's like, sweet, we're done. They're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, he's and like, they're like, give me a pistol. Yeah, give me the goddamn the revolver. <laughs> We're going to end this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. What do you mean you're going to shoot him? Nah, I got this. You stay up here. Yeah. yeah. Like, at this point, <laughs> you're pretty much pot committed. Like, oh, I'm yeah. stuck here. <laughs> um, and realistically, if you, I mean. Not very Masonic. Not a Masonic. Not a Masonic not move. But no. it, it looks like he wanted a constitutional Democratic Party. So he wanted to be. He had, yeah, he definitely had he wanted to be uh, aspirations. He, he wanted to, I, I'm assuming, model off the United States, a constitutional Russian state. That's what we are, a constitutional republic. Yes. Our constitutional republic is what we are, but I mean, constitutional dem- democracy is pretty much the same, similar. Yeah, um, closer to that than. But now, once you get the Soviets take over, I mean, and they're just—I mean, you have Stalin's purges that happen later, but I mean, Lenin was no freaking better. Mm-hmm. You know, he was whacking people who were his political opponents. Now this guy's, like, well, throw that idea out the freaking window, burn all my papers, and yes, <laughs> pull the motherland in yeah. Russia. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to fall in line because you don't want to get clipped either. Especially after you were just kind of witness to Rasputin getting clipped by these people. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, that's all I got. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, Freemasonry is is solved to this one. Our hands are clean. It was not a Freemasonic conspiracy. Um, I don't think there are really any Freemasonic conspiracies that I can think of. Nope. Uh, but if you have one, let us know, and uh, we will research it, and we will uh, keep an open mind. Igor Lombardi. They handle him an aspirin when he say, I don't have headache. They answer, you, you will. will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. Poor Rasputin. Uh, that, you know... <sighs> It's 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 a double edged sword though. Like you know, yeah, you shouldn't be killing people, but I mean, if Rasputin was doing all this weird shit, like 
No, oh, this was all like all politically motivated. Yeah. When you get down mm-hmm. to it, it was all about politics. Right. Um, but yeah, it was. He's an interesting fellow. Interesting fellow at the wrong point in history. We have exercised the demons. Yeah. This craft this is, house clear. is clear. <laughs> anyway, I think we're done. Until somebody finds something else to post a YouTube video about Freemasons. And we'll dissect that one too. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we will. That's anyway. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. We're going to sign off. Uh, Thank you, brothers. Appreciate it. For the Freemasons Podcast, I am Right Worship Brother George Mudry, signing off. And Worship Brother Ken, signing off. And the Rasputin. Who said that? I am here. <laughs> Gets me Madeira. Good. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Have a great night, everyone. Good night.